Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Andy Cola. Andy is the founder of Lumen LS, an organization in Broward County, Florida. Andy, I would like to welcome you to the show for a second time. Thank you so much for having me back, and I'm really, really excited to be here again. So for the folks that aren't familiar with Andy and his work with Lumen LS, uh, we had a very in-depth conversation back at episode number 66. So if you just go to the communitycatspodcast.com and search the name Andy Cola or episode 66, you'll be able to pull up that episode and find out all about the work that he's been doing with Lumen LS. But we haven't spoken for several months now. So I was just wondering, Andy, if you might share with our listeners uh, any new news from uh, Lumen LS? Sure, so yes, so really briefly, uh, our mission here with Lumen LS is to virtually eliminate all forms of premature death and suffering for cats in Broward County and soon beyond. And before we started our efforts, I asked myself, you know, what are all the bad things that could happen to me if I am a cat? And we listed a number of them. Um, You could be euthanized in a shelter, um, get hit by a car, lack of affordable medical care, and the list goes on and on. So then we took these things and we categorized them into categories. And we've started our efforts here in Broward County with focusing on shelter euthanasia. So in the last few months, we are continuing our efforts with shelter euthanasia, and we've saved almost 300 cats, I would say, in the last two and a half months. And we are continuing to expand our efforts now with both Broward County Animal Care. And the part that's really exciting is we've started taking out a significant number of cats with our Humane Society, which is the other large Um, really large animal shelter in Broward County. So we're really excited to start partnering with them also. And I think those are the two big updates. And we'll we'll talk about the signs in a second. Yeah, yeah. So the Community Cats podcast is really honored and pleased to be able to have Lumen LS as a sponsor of the show. And most particularly, you have created an educational sign about how to identify a community cat. Andy, would you be willing to share with us sort of your idea behind these signs and and how they're being used? Yes, yes. So um, we are really excited about these signs. And um, before I get to the signs um, specifically, I kind of just like to set the scene a little bit um, for why the signs were created or the idea about the signs. So as I previously mentioned, we asked ourselves, what are all the bad things that could happen to cats? And we categorized a list of about 18 different things that cats could either die or suffer from. And after we did this, we naturally started thinking about solutions to all of these things. And, you know, it's no surprise that one thing that everything else has in common is the human element. Humans are involved in everything. We have a say in what happens around us, um, and we will continue to dictate in many ways what the future holds for everything else around us. So how this relates to cats is, what is the future for cats on a big picture level? How do we make it better? How do we make it a flawless future? How do we give them nothing but happiness, uh, nothing but love 
longevity of life, advanced medical care? How do we bring cats to a level where, you know, we give them just as much as they've given us over the last 250 years in this country? And I think all of these great things to do for cats and to fix all the problems that are that are facing cats, they all center around increasing the perceived importance, the perceived value, and the perceived acceptance of cats to humans. So this general concept or this way of thinking about cats increasing their value, their importance, and their acceptance is what led us to our first product, a unique and a different product, which is creating, I believe, the world's first community cat sign. <laughs> These signs are a simple, really effective and high potential product, which we believe, and they've already started to make a huge difference for cats. And it's all starting right here in Broward County. Before I get into the purpose of the signs, I just really quickly like to describe what they are. So you can compare it. I guess the way to, to imagine this would be to just look at a standard speed limit sign or a duck crossing sign or a dog poo sign. Um, it's the same size as a 12 by 18. It's dark orange and black with a silhouette of a cat with an ear tip. So it shows that these are ear tip cats and it's really educational. And the sign simply reads on it. It says ear tip, the universal sign of a fixed and vaccinated community cat. So it's really simple and it's really easy to understand for both people who deal with cats on a daily basis or just a normal resident who wants to help out or, you know, sees cats in the community. And now he knows the difference between a cat that needs help to be fixed and vaccinated versus a cat that is already fixed and vaccinated and safe in the community. So that is pretty much the essence of what the signs look like and the big picture of why they were created. The part how all this comes together, of course, is us picking a way or a method that we can have the most impact with our limited resources and our short time in existence to have the most impact with these signs. So how we decided to launch them and how this idea originated specifically was working directly with property management and homeowner uh, property management companies and homeowners associations. So when I was on the show last time, Stacy, we talked about how we're the official partner for Broward County's Return to Field program, where all cats, feral cats that end up in our animal shelters are now returned back to their respective communities. And through this program and through talking to a lot of people and a lot of people that I respect, there seemed to be a little consensus among the experts that Broward County would never get to the point where ferals would be saved because the property management companies would be against it and homeowner, there was too many homeowners associations that wouldn't like it and these were the hurdles. So what we did was we wanted to look at that problem as an opportunity um, and that's exactly what we did. So we started partnering with homeowners associations and we started partnering with property management companies and we said to ourselves, okay, we're going to fix our cats, we're going to spay neuter them, but how do we make our efforts worthwhile for more cats than what we're focusing on? So how do we expand um, and extrapolate our efforts with, with our limited resources? And the community cat signs were just are the perfect way to do it. So we go into communities, it could be residential communities, retirement communities, commercial communities, 
We go in there and we fix all their cats. We take care of their problem. And unlike trappers, we only charge a really, really small fee. We bring all of their cats back. Um, and in return, property management companies and homeowners associations sign a contract and agree to allowing us to place a certain number of signs all over their communities, depending on acreage, after the project is complete. So not only are their cats fixed, but now they are going to be community cat signs, which educate residents and show that this is, this is number one, a cat-friendly community. Number two, if you see a cat with an ear tip, it's fixed. And also, just as importantly, if you're not a big cat fan, if you see a cat without an ear tip and you don't want them to have babies, we really need you to call in to your property manager and the maintenance team to be able to fix the problem and fix that cat also. So these signs are what are going to increase the acceptance and value and, and harmony with people in communities for the long term. So we're really excited about it. And I know that was a lot of information. I hope that all made sense. Very much. And for a visual, we do have this posted up on our webpage. And it's also, there's a picture of it up on your Facebook page, which is at Lumen LS, correct? Exactly. We have these signs on our Facebook page. The signs are actually going to go up in, I believe, 67 stores on the internet. We're working with a marketing company to see if uh, individual residents would also be interested in purchasing them. But for visuals, they are up on our website. Looking for a great tool to help educate your neighbors about community cats? Check out this sign available from the folks at Lumen LS, a life-saving organization from Broward County, Florida, that believes no cat should be left behind. This sturdy, bright orange sign featuring an ear-tipped cat would be great for cat colony caretakers, shelters and rescues, spay-neuter clinics, or municipalities and animal control organizations. Education about the correct ways to manage community cats is exploding in the U.S., especially in the last five years. This sign will help you let your community know that ear-tipped cats have been fixed and vaccinated and pose no threat to them. The community cat sign comes complete with all of the hardware you need to post it, Buying and posting the sign will help move animal welfare forward and improve outcomes for cats in your area. You can view and purchase the signs directly from our Facebook page at LuminLS. They also have a colorful informational brochure about community cats plus lots of other resources. Support the Community Cats Podcast and LuminLS.org by going to LuminLS on Facebook today. We talked earlier in the pre-interview conversation a little bit about communication and trying to think about how to communicate and who's your audience. I've encountered a couple situations where I feel like I'm sharing with a person what I do and I think I'm being pretty clear and obvious, but then they turn around and kind of look at me like I have 10 heads. And so you know, we have to kind of take a step back and really say, you know, we have to be at the basics pretty much all the time because we want to get into the areas where the information about community cats really hasn't been transferred yet. And discussing the ear tip, talking about the ear tip is really one of the bedrock components of uh, being a community cat. So I assume that was sort of, you used that visual as a way of being able to begin the conversation with these property management companies? Yes. So the ear tip, that's basically what creates the win-win situation for property managers. It is a fact um, it's been studied by the Humane Society and a couple of other groups. It's a fact that most residents like the cats there and they don't want to see them removed or euthanized. 
and property managers are well aware of this. So they want to keep the cats around. But traditionally, the loudest voices have been those that are opposed to the cats. And there hasn't been clear messaging or communication with property managers nor the folks that are opposed to the cats on what a win-win situation could be. So fixing the cats and vaccinating them and giving them the ear tip and not allowing them to reproduce, it's the perfect middle ground for both communicating with property managers as well as folks who have complaints. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that we have a number of contracts now with property management companies, um, including the fourth largest property management company in the entire country. Um, They're allowing us to test out one of their properties and we know all of their complaints. We speak with the folks that, quote unquote, don't like the cats. And there hasn't been one situation yet where we haven't figured out how to fix the problem by directly communicating and showing how this is a win-win situation. And the sign is kind of the sign of that. It's a way to do it. It's a really simple way to communicate to the folks, the kind of like the symbol of how this is a win-win for everybody. Right. And it's a way of communicating that action is being taken with regards to the cats in the community rather than inaction. We would know if we saw ear-tipped cats that something had happened, you know, that those cats aren't going to be having kittens and that kind of thing. But many people in the community wouldn't know not having this sign. So if the sign is out there, it says that this is a certified cat-friendly community or that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives it a, an endorsement and it also says, hey, management is on top of the case. Management's not being lazy or doing something they shouldn't be doing or whatever. It's just it is an easy way to communicate to the residents or to the tenants that that they've got a successful program going on there. Exactly. That's a really good point. Have there been any specific challenges when you've been reaching out to property managers? I mean, it sounds like it's pretty pretty rosy. And I have to say, when I've reached out to property managers, it's been pretty rosy for me too. But I know other people who say that might not be the case. With those people specifically, it's just how you how you communicate to them. For us, the literally the only challenge has been figuring out how we're going to get enough trappers on board to be able to complete our, our promises to all the property managers. That's our biggest challenge right now is can we get enough trappers on board to actually complete these projects in the way that we promised? So we have a lot of projects going on simultaneously. And my job, my challenge is to get qualified, really good trappers that can go in there and do the job and also simultaneously keep good communication, both with property management as well as the residents. So in regards to actual challenges with property managers, there hasn't, not at all. We were actually surprised as to, they are the ones who really, really want this. To clarify this, these are not property managers that are huge cat lovers or they're great people, don't get me wrong, they're really, really good people, but they're not an animal advocacy or this isn't a main part of their life. They're just good, hardworking people that are working in a different industry And traditionally, they've spent tens of thousands of dollars trapping and removing cats for the last 40 years. And for them to just jump right on board and switch companies and switch the way that they're doing things, it just goes to show that there is a lot of opportunity out there um, that hasn't been realized yet with 
a lot of landowners and property managers, and it's something that they really want, and we want to capitalize on that for the well-being of the cats. Now, I was just actually thinking, I did a project down in Franklin, Massachusetts many years ago at a 200-unit uh, condo complex, and we did a very aggressive spay-neuter project there, and I'm thinking, you know, they need one of these signs down there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were one. Of, they were on the forefront. They were one of the early ones. You know, they have like three cats. They started out with you know eighty five cats and kittens, and now they have just three. They could then create a trend. I mean, my my mind keeps going and going. And I think about, you know, we just finished election season. And I think about all those political signs that were out there. And wouldn't it be great if for every political sign, we replaced it with one of these? That would be great. That would be awesome. And that's what the vision is. We definitely want to do that. Um, And this next six months is going to be really critical. And once it's over and we have a lot of case examples, the next step is we just applied for a grant um, through Maddie's Fund for a Maddie's Talk grant, um, which helps us with creating a vision. Video and we would love to create a video and and hopefully just you know have it take off in other places and just spontaneously just take off. We're hoping. And I'd really briefly like to elaborate on your point with the 200 unit condo. So the way we're um, doing this now is we go in there, we fix the cats, and we place up the signs. The maintenance team puts up the signs, and we give all the residents free community cat brochures on how to deal with the community cats with complaints and also which talk about not surrendering your pet to an animal shelter. But the last component, which kind of goes back to the condo unit that you're referring to, is we leave behind for free one trap that's only to be used for TNR and cats and we leave it with maintenance and we leave a letterhead with a letter where maintenance sends out the letter to all the residents. So if they see a new cat that comes into the territory because there's a lot of open land and it's a highly populated area. So if a new cat comes in and the resident loves it, whether the resident is a cat lover or a cat hater, they simply call their management team and they get on it. They give the trap to either their maintenance team or a volunteer and they trap the cat. They bring them to our facility and we get them fixed and brought back. So the solution is there to stay for the long term so they don't get overrun with cats again. Right. It's those eyes and ears. And um, in the case of the organization that I work with, they I worked with their board. And then they also then spun off an animal welfare committee, which was a group of residents that would sort of be responsible for continuing to oversee this project as it goes on. So I'm, I'm still in touch with them. You know, every every few months I hear from them about the update on the last few cats. So um, it's it's good communication, eyes and ears, and and keeping that information available to to many people is really great. So Andy, I know we've talked about this for property management, but also, I mean, nonprofit organizations could use this. Individuals certainly could use this. If folks are interested in purchasing a sign or multiple signs, how would they do that? Yeah, so that's a really good point. Um, this sign is perfect for humane societies, spay-neuter clinics, animal shelters. There's been a number of humane societies in Florida, as well as other private organizations that have purchased signs. If you are any sort of animal group or rescue that would like to purchase signs, uh, please contact us directly through our email address, and that is saveacat at lumenls.org. So it's saveacat, S-A-V-E, A-C-A-T, save a cat at lumen, that's L-U-M-E-N-L-S 
dot org and we will respond right away and work with you to get the signs to you as soon as possible. That's great. Andy, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I guess the message again would be to reiterate that humans really do have a part in everything. Um, We literally dictate for the most part what happens to everything else around us. And for cat lovers, thinking from the big picture down and creating things that increase their acceptance, their value and their importance is what's ultimately going to lead to the perfect world that I know we can have for cats because they've given so much to us and we 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 really do owe it to them. And I think America is the perfect country to set an example for cats in. That's great. Andy, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show and I hope we'll have you on yet again. Yeah, thank you so <laughs> much, Stacey. You're doing wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 